God bless you, friends and family. Thank you for joining me again. You know, actually, I put one message on here already. Plus, I think I put two prophetic words. I'm just trying to get caught up. So, thank you for joining me. My name is Gail Manizak with City Changers, Illinois, and the Power and Presence Ministry. Amen. Today, I'm going to be talking about rebuking demons. Um, since as Chuck and I have went through classes and, and studies and the scriptures, uh, still going through the scriptures on rebuking demons, casting out devils, um, deliverance ministry. I just want to ask you today, how many times um, have you rebuked the devil? Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, right? That's an expression that many Christians use in resisting Satan and resisting his demons. And I, I'm convinced that they're saying those words with all sincerity. I'm pretty sure I've used those words. I'm not pretty sure. I'm certain I've used those words many times myself and times gone by. But no more. You know what? We command the enemy. We do not rebuke him or slap him on the hand like that. But, you know, as I've, I've recently been researching this topic in the Bible, in uh, our deliverance ministry classes through different uh, exorcists, I've come to realize, we've come to realize that neither Jesus nor his disciples is ever recorded in the scriptures as saying, I rebuke you in the context of spiritual battle against Satan and his demons. Rather, the rebukes referred to in the Bible's spiritual um, warfare situations were spoken commands to Satan or, or demons. Commands such as, be quiet, or come out, or some other, uh, you know, that we'll see in Scripture. Some other way that we see in Scriptures. Uh, I, re I rebuke you is not what we see. I, and I hope um, that this message is, will help somebody. It helped me. I hope it will help somebody else understand that we command. We command. We make commands to demons, verbal commands that actually change their conduct and command them what to do, telling them exactly what to do. And our, our commands to demons, of course, to be effective are to be spoken in the all-powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, let's take a look in the Bible at first at um, the how not to, and then the how to of victorious rebuking demons. Amen. There are many Christians that um, use this, or or they use a similar expression like this and uh and in regards to warring against satan and his demons well satan or the devil i rebuke you you know if you say that usually and, and properly adding in jesus name it is absolutely and biblically correct to use jesus name in whether it's healing deliverance and other ministries so the scripture says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3.17. 
So we're told to do it in the name of Jesus. The power is in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and what Jesus did at Calvary's cross. It's not in our name. We don't command anything in our name. So our Savior's all-powerful name, it should be central to all that we do as his people on the earth. And that includes our dealings with evil spirits. But it's popularly used, I rebuke you, that phrase is used all the time or often by many that, and, and we need to discuss that for a minute here because um, let's look at the New Testament verse that is very relevant to what we're talking about today. It's Jude chapter 9. The Bible says there, but Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with, and I'm sure most of us have read this, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Amen. And you can find that in Zechariah 3 and verse 2, I believe also. So God's, God's holy angels are very powerful. Just look at 2 Kings 19.35. We read this, that, that, and if, excuse me, the actual verse. And that night the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. One single angel of the Lord killed 185,000 enemy soldiers in one night. That's how powerful God's angels are, and even greater than that. Yet in, in Jude 9, we read that even the mighty warrior, Archangel Michael, in a dispute with the devil, he did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but he said, the Lord rebuke you. Not I rebuke you. We, and, and we as Christians many times have said that. I rebuke you, Satan. So the Archangel Michael didn't even say it, but the Lord rebuke you. So the point is that in any spiritual warfare, you know what? It must be the Lord Jesus Christ whose name is called upon for victory. So the phrase, I rebuke you, does not occur in any anywhere except one verse that I found in the Bible. And it, that was Matthew, I think it was 17 verse 18 or 18 verse 17 I can't remember now but uh, so it's not found anywhere spoken by human beings dealing with Satan or his demons Jesus himself never was quoted as uh, saying it to a demon either so um, let's go on to Let's see. We do see where the Bible shows Jesus rebuking demons by the commands that he spoke to them. For example, he would say, come out or come out of him or be quiet or, or never, but never by the phrase, I rebuke you. So let's give that some thought. Let's give it some study. Um, Jesus and his disciples, they weren't interested in scolding demons. Amen. They were interested in commanding them to submit, for example. 
just like Jesus did. Be quiet, and that's Mark 1, 2, 5, verse 25. Come out, Mark 9, verse 25. Or in Matthew 8, 31, go. Or Matthew 4, 10, away from me, Satan. So, you know, we need to do it like Jesus did it. Amen? Sometimes, I don't know if we're just taught these things. I think I was taught those things. As rebuking the devil like that when I was just a young Christian and did I recognize any difference through the years no not until the Lord brings it to our attention do we really really realize it so in Matthew 17 18 Jesus rebuked this is I think the scripture uh Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment Luke 9, 42, Jesus rebuked the impure spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. So Mark 9, let's see, Mark 9, 25, when Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he, Jesus, speaking of Jesus, rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Amen. So, all three scriptures describe the same event recorded in three different Gospels. So, Mark's account gives us the fullest insight of the three. The rebuke was not, I rebuke you. Think about it. It would simply be just a scolding. No, Jesus' Jesus's rebuke to the demon was, I command you, come out of him. If you say, I rebuke you, devil, even when cor correctly invoking the name of Jesus, you've really done nothing more than uh, tell the devil what you're going to do or what you're doing. On the other hand, rebuking demons by commanding them, commanding them again in Jesus' name to, quote, be quiet or to go or to come out is telling them what they must do and the demon's submission to the command commands in Jesus name is what we are aiming for amen so what we command of them must go along with the scriptures amen they're not I'm sure all the times that I said I rebuke you Satan it was probably just like nothing to him but and, and even though I said it in the name of Jesus, that we have the power, we have the authority to command those spirits to stop, to go, to be quiet, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus. And they must obey us. So we can't just scold them and, and that accomplishes nothing. We need to command them. So... And I've learned that through the classes that we've taken and the studies that we've done also. It's a com an actual commanding. Um, and we have the power, we have the authority, uh, the power of attorney, we have Jesus' name. So let's see another instance of Jesus rebuking a demon. Both Mark and Luke record this, actually. Jesus, he came upon a man in, in the synagogue who was being thrown 
into convulsions by a demon that possessed him. Mark, look at Mark 1, 25 and 26. It says, And Jesus rebuked him, saying, See, Jesus rebuked him. It does say Jesus rebuked him, saying, He gave him a command. And that's the point I want to really bring across today. He, we command. We do not just rebuke. He gave him a command saying, be quiet and come out of him. Throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. Now that was the, um, the story in Mark 1. In Luke 4, Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And, then, and when the demon had thrown him down in the midst of the people, he came out of him without doing him any harm. In verse 41, um, let's see, chapter was I in, Mark or Luke? In Luke chapter 4, verse 41, demons also were coming out of many shouting, You are the Son of God. But rebuking them, you know what? He would not allow them to speak. So Jesus, Jesus had accomplished the same in verse 35 by saying be quiet and come out so the rebuke from Jesus was not I rebuke you rather it was his command to the evil spirit to be quiet and come out so he was commanding him exactly what to do and that I've basically learned that through our classes too that you command the spirit to come out you can even command them to go to the pit or to the abyss not to return again. Um, they need a command. They're legalists. So they need to know exactly what to do. And you're the one, or I'm the one, or a Christian that is rebuking or casting out devils is the one that's going to give that command. So then we can... Uh, consider two scenarios and one you know you sense a, a demonic presence and attack against you or, or against someone else so you respond you know what devil I rebuke you in the name of Jesus so what exactly have you accomplished there after saying what I've said think about it what have you accomplished there really nothing more than issuing a scolding to the demons or demon so now consider a different response to that attack. Something like, away from me, devil, in the name of Jesus. Now that will get results as it did when Jesus said it to Satan. Amen. So we've got to change change, and, and do it like the Bible does it. Jesus said, away from me, Satan. Then the devil left him. Amen. Matthew 4, verse 10. So like Jesus, the Lord's followers, they never recorded this uh, in Scripture addressing demons with, I rebuke you. It, not that I can find. I rebuke you. Rather, following their Lord's example, they commanded the demons to obey. And they spoke those commands in the authority of the name of Jesus. So, for example, the Apostle Paul dealt with uh, this demon and a fortune-telling girl, and he spoke this command. Paul said, um, 
he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And that's Acts 16, 16 and through verse 18. So Paul's actions were consistent with Jesus's great commission charge to his followers throughout the church age. Go into all the world, he said, and preach the gospel to all creation. And these signs will accompany those who believe. He said, in my name, in his name, in Jesus' name, they, believers, speaking of believers, will drive out demons. Mark 16, verse 15 through 17. So what are we to do with demons? Drive them out, run them off, don't just scold or admonish them. Paul drove out, as, as we just read, the demon. And he did it with a command. Not just with words of reprimand, but a command. He told the demon what to do. And the demon has to obey him. Let's look at one more instance of demons submitting to believers in Jesus' name. Philip, Philip he was seeing... A great revival in the city of Samaria. And then here's is part of the great results. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Jesus. He preached Christ unto them. And then verse 7 says, Unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many. And they were possessed with them. Or many that were possessed with them. Acts 8 verses 5 through 7. So, as in all cases of dealing successfully with Satan or his demon spirits, the victory is in and through Jesus Christ, right? So, Philip preached Christ to the hearers, and the devils, they're rooted out when Jesus Christ is the central focus of our lives and of our ministries. Amen? And we've got to be walking with Jesus. Let me tell you, the devil knows exactly who you are. Just like he said to the, the seven sons of Sceva, you know, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Um, so uh, if you're walking with Jesus, the devil knows you and he's scared to death of you. So we have many spiritual weapons. I wanted to talk about that a little bit to defeat the devil. The name of our Lord Jesus Christ spoken in faith to command the devil to submit and obey is at the very heart of victory in our spiritual warfare and, and all that we do. See Colossians 3.17. The Bible tells us that God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ which is our where excuse me where is our victory found it's always always found through Jesus Christ it's not going to be found in your name or my name amen so use the name of Jesus it is it's part of our weaponry so there are also other strong weapons in our spiritual uh arsenal that God has given us to combat the enemy and his demons and um, and I'm going to mention those because they're so powerful the word of God which Jesus himself used in uh, Matthew 4 verse 1 it describes that encounter between Jesus and Satan and um, in the wilderness 
in verse 1 in the Amplified uh, tells us that Jesus was led or he was guided by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness or the desert to be tempted and tested and tried by the devil. So Satan set three temptations before the Lord who in each case successfully overcame them by quoting scripture. Amen? He quoted scripture to the devil. It is written, verse 4. It is also written, verse 7. Away from me, Satan, for it is written in verse 10. So the word of God stored up in our hearts and spoken aloud, out loud, into various situations is a very powerful weapon against demonic attack. And then um, we have the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, our warfare chapter, tells us of the powerful spiritual armor that God provides to us. And the Apostle Paul exhorts us to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So see verse 11. And that armor, it includes the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. Um, it includes the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and all kinds of prayers and requests. So with this spiritual um, armament that God has given us, we can successfully take our stand against the devil's strategies and his schemes. And then the scripture, I wanted to bring this up, submit yourselves then to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near. My Bible says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This version says come near to God and he will come near to you. So we draw near, come near and God is also coming near to us. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So I picture this as a um, devil-resisting sandwich, you might say. The, the command with promise to resist the devil and he will flee from you is kind of sandwiched between the... Uh, is empowered by some some very important actions on our part being submitted to God number one drawing near to God number two three walking in victory over sin so if we do those things that I just mentioned submit to God draw near to God walk in victory over sin if we do those things walking close to God and in submission to him while also walking in holiness then we will consistently see demons flee from us as we resist them with those things and with God's word. Jesus' name and, and the spiritual armor above that, he, that uh, God has provided for us in Ephesians chapter 6. So God gives us such a wonderful variety of weapons and armor for our ongoing spiritual warfare against Satan and his demons. We see more of it even in Revelation. As we go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, there we see Satan, the accuser of the brothers and sisters, or the accuser of the brethren, defeated by 
Number one, the blood of the lamb. Number two, the word of the believer's testimony. And three, by their not loving themselves even to the point of death or martyrdom. It depends on which version you're reading. And then we have the Lord's Prayer. And I just want to share one final thought on that, on God's provision uh, to us for victorious spiritual warfare. Because the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, listed in Matthew 6, verses 9 and verse through verse 13, I believe this is very, very powerful weapon in our resistance to Satan and his demons, specifically this part. Our Father in heaven, deliver us from the evil one. So we're not always aware of all the devil's strategies against us and his plots and his plans, but God is fully aware of them. So we need to call on God. We need to call on God the Father daily to deliver us from the evil one. I believe that's a real important prayer to pray. Um, we have to remember it is Jesus himself who taught us to pray this very thing. Now he had to have said that for a reason. Why would he tell us to pray? Father, you know, deliver us from, uh, from the evil one because we we need God to help us, amen, every day. So if Jesus taught it and Jesus told us to pray it, then we should be praying it. And uh, I just want to encourage you to make this a regular part of your spiritual battle against the enemy. So I'm going to close and in, in to, to basically close. I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus is an expression often used, as I said, by truly sincere born-again Christians. I was very sincere born-again Christian when I used it, and I thought that's the way that we were supposed to rebuke the devil. So, uh, if, you, if you guys are, that are listening to me have used that, then don't feel bad. Probably many, many, many of us have used it or been taught to pray like that. But recently, you know, digging into scriptures, digging into the deliverance ministry classes, I've discovered that neither Jesus nor his followers ever used that expression in their, in their combat, in their warfare with the enemy or with demons, either one. And by contrast, when the Bible speaks of Jesus or his disciples rebuking Satan or demons, the rebuke took the form of spoken commands, not I rebuke you. Uh, smoke, spoken commands that the demons were obligated to obey. They have to obey you. And, and such commands as these, I'll repeat them again. Be quiet. Mark 1.25, come out. Mark 9.25, go. In Matthew 8.31, and away from me, Satan in Matthew 4 verse 10 and you know you can probably find more than I have as yet and I'm still studying and I don't know it all believe me I'm learning every day just like everyone else is and um, and I'm grateful I had to really stop today and 
I thought about this message and I thought, thank you, God, that you train us, that thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're our teacher, that you train us into the truth. You know, even if it takes us a while to get it, we do get it. You know, God makes sure that we do. So in saying that, I just want to thank you for joining me today. I pray that you got something out of this. And um, may you just have total victory after victory in your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you.